You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. So, you know, it's like when I get up in the morning and I'm like, man, I got a talk show and what I got going on. And then I realize, man, I got to come in. And uh, and I always cool when I got interesting guests. Really cool when, because we're a station, radio station, I know we have a lot of talk and various things, but it's always great when we have some musical guests that come in to the station and we get to interview and, uh, and chop it up with. So today I have Robert Berry. Robert is a multi-talented producer, songwriter, vocalist, instrumentalist. When it comes to creating music, he's done it all and does it very well. Robert has just released on Frontiers Records his new album of new music entitled Third Impression under the name 3.2. Third Impression features the last track entitled Never, that Barry and his friend and mentor Keith Emerson worked on together before Emerson's tragic passing. Wow. So very that's very interesting. But I would say before we like skip to like what is the <laughs> the now, let's let's learn a little bit uh, about yourself. How long have you been in the musical industry? Oh, Andrew, you organized. Jeez, oh, you know I kind of. I'm scattered all over the map. I got, <laughs> I got you. How old when? How old when you started though? Let's get get there. You know, okay. I'll, what I'll age did funny, music fucking come yeah. into your head? My funny, really odd thing was my dad had a dance band, a big band like uh, Frank Sinatra kind of music, you know, horns and all that stuff. My mom was a singer in his band. Oh, that's they cool. Had, they, she was a very small lady, about five two, very thin. And she was eight months pregnant before she told the band that she was pregnant with me and oh, quit the wow. band. Wow. So I, my point is I was on stage, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I was sentenced to music. I, I, you know, evidently in the womb, you know, they say the ear is the first thing to develop the, sure. the hearing. And I just sort of a nut I mean, all the way from building speaker cabinets, lighting system, stuff that's not really music, but it's music oriented. I love it all. Sure, so absolutely. Got my first band at 12, though. That, that was the uh, the big step for me after 10 years of piano lessons. Okay, so doing piano, that, and that's an early age. So I started, I remember doing piano. My parents got one of those old school Yamaha organs. You remember when oh, those yeah, the first came out? Yeah, I was like in the fucking eight, early eight, like late eight, early eighties, right, or something like that, yeah. when that shit used to come out. And I yeah. used to, I used to play it. I remember the the first song my dad wanted me to learn how to play was "Nights on Broadway" by the Bee Gees. You remember? That's a great song. Yeah, that that's was a fucking, really good yeah, song. Tight song for the Bee Gees. That's pretty heavy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But my, know, I'll my, tell you something about organs that that's since this part of your life. Um, once my dad, you know, had a couple of kids and stuff and was not traveling so much, he opened a music store with Thomas organs, okay. which was a competitor and, uh, and pianos. Right. So he's a piano and organ store salesman. It just happened in the late sixties or mid sixties, whatever I was little that Thomas organ decided to import Vox guitars and amps, which is what the Beatles used. Yeah. I remember Vox. It was for sure. Yeah, genius move on their part. They also licensed Moog synthesizer to set a little tiny Moog with wafer thin thing on the top of their home organs. Okay. And they were so far ahead of their time. Vox amplifiers and stuff are still like Queen. Uh, a lot of the country guys are all using yeah. AC30. They're still, still right? they're still very pop, like very popular, yeah. right? That company is, a, is still around, right? It's a very strong company, yeah. still, right? Yeah. yeah and and, fa and then Moog, of course, is still 
the the sacred cow of the synthesizer industry. If you had the big Moog or whatever, you know, I still have my dad's little Moog satellite, it was called, oh, that he'd nice. set on top of the organ and demonstrate. And so that's what I'm saying. That as far as my life, it was just around all the time. I couldn't get away from it, even though I didn't want to. Well, I couldn't have if I, if I wanted to. <laughs> because of that music store, when I was 12, some 18-year-old guys, seniors in high school, came in and wanted me to play in their band. Now, I'd never played in a band. At that point, at 12, I had, what, eight years of classical piano? I started at six, so um, I had six years of classical piano, and I didn't know how to play a chord. I couldn't play Louie Louie if I wanted to, right? It was sure, all fancy sure, stuff. Sure, sure, And they sure. wanted me in their band. Because you're so doing they get pre Beethoven, this, you're doing class, yeah. like, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, young kid, still like, that's fucking young, you know what I mean? To just be like, all right, let's throw you in the mix. Well, they wanted free equipment for my dad's music. They wanted Vox is what they uh, wanted want me. But I stepped up and, you know, became an integral part, even at that young age, four years younger. That's a lot in the How high school, dope. junior high How school. How dope age, is know? that, dude? How dope is that? And when you were playing yeah. piano, were you rocking on the piano and you were getting, what, what was the first, do you remember the first couple songs you played oh in a band or I know that's a fucking mind fuck right there to try to see if you remember, but do you remember any, even like in those first years, you know, you, that it you're seems busting to out? Me like, yeah, these guys, they, they like English rock luckily. So they are playing animal songs, house okay. of the rising sun. Oh, nice. Everybody, everybody nice. had to play that. Nice. <laughs> I think they still do. Right. Nice. Um, it well, it was only a, maybe light my fire that, now that was hard for me you know because it was yeah. an organ based yeah. that was like a fucking fast yeah. thing yeah you gotta be like a and at that age that's not easy to play that and you were able to fucking yeah. get it going huh Way I was practice. capable I just didn't have the brain to, to sure you know I was a classically trained kid kind of shy and uh, the kids would come and say, hey you want to come on and play baseball no I'm gonna practice my piano <laughs> what a sure. nerd kid I yeah. must have been no no I mean you know Bro, you know, it's understandable because, I mean, a musician and someone that likes music is dedicating a lot of time to that. Yeah, definitely. And not around being as social. You know what I mean? Because you are providing essentially the social entertainment. So it's a fucking different thing. You know, you're making a sacrifice. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, you'll talk you, to you, me right now, but once you walk out that door, you don't want to talk to anybody, huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually a pretty social dude. So for oh, yeah. me, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, we were we were just at a convention that I was a keynote speaker. I spoke for 45 minutes and uh, and then was on a panel and things like that. I speak around the country, so I actually Fantastic. like like doing it. And since I have my own show, if I if I wasn't a good speaker, I think that would be a fucking sucky show. That's for sure. That'd be tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be going, not getting no, good not content. Not really. Oh yeah, I don't want to listen to that motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, but that's still, man. That's that's pretty amazing. And then, as you year after year, did you switch any instruments, or did you stick with the uh, with piano? Like, did you just you get know, better was, and better, or what well, happened? That was the problem. The my dad having the music store. Yeah, you know Yeah, yeah. He took the cars out of the garage and said, "Hey, if you're in a band, practice here at our house." And Ooh. in that, Ooh. yeah, in that garage was how his, many his parents drummers. would ever do that? What the? <laughs> know, that's people, fucking people go, dope. Your parents did that. That's I can cool. remember my mom getting a call. You know, your son's band practicing, just rattling her TV screen. She goes, "Sorry about that." Click. 
<laughs> you know, oh. they were just, they thought it was like being in the Cub Scouts. As far as they're concerned, I was in a club and we were doing something. We all had the same focus, which is kind of what a band's about. When you have the same focus, the mindset, sure. you're moving forward in some direction. Sure. It's, it's sure. kind of a beautiful thing, you know. Nah, it's cool, man. It, it's dope. Yeah. What did you switch to then? I'm feeling that there was some switching. So you went from piano well, to what? That's the the problem with the garage. My dad's drummer's drum set, his old set, he didn't want anymore, was in the garage. My my dad had a couple, like an old, I think it was St. George guitar that he couldn't sell at the store, took it in trades as a hunk of junk, put it in the garage, sort of sure, stored. So sure. I'm seeing, and an old brown Fender Princeton, which I still have. If I had it close by, I'd show you a picture of it. That's cool. It's, it's a $250 amp that's worth probably five grand now. It's yeah. so perfect, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so that was in there. And when they want me to play baseball, I'm in the garage and I'm beating on a drum and I'm, you know, trying to play some chords. My dad got me two guitar lessons. I hated, I had so much piano. And I mean, I was probably 11 when I got the first guitar lesson. So I wasn't in a band sure. yet, but I go, why do I want to practice anymore? No, I'll just, I'll figure this out, you know? So it, it was there. My dad also had a tape recorder. So everything that I am today was in that garage when I was 11 and 12 years old. That's I just tight. didn't know how to use it. That's cool. You know? But you then started to learn how to use it. Interesting. I think when you start from the ground up with something and you don't have any help and you have to struggle and make mistakes, you learn so much more from your mistakes than your successes, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And there was no no YouTube documentary and show me how to fix a plumbing fixture. You know, none of that stuff, you know? Yeah, of course. Just had to, to battle through it. And luckily, um, there was a record player there, the tape recorder. I had one microphone to mic the drums with and i it taught me a lot because i've had to figure out how to balance those drums with one microphone where now of course my drum set in the studio i have 16 mics on so, it. so you know? so are you uh are you all in one or what like break it down to me like it sounds like yeah. you're kind of like all in the one produce songs and things for yeah. pe for people or no i do a lot for, of that for that people is actually, that's the main this, right yeah, this and studio here undercover. You're like the guy, studio. you know. That, but that, but that's yeah. the that's the most important fucking motherfucker. Well, I mean, let's they're be, going let's out of be, business. Yeah, yeah. Studios are out of business all over. Even our fantasy records down the street here. I know. But it's a service. Is it because, because is it? Let me just interrupt. Is it because yeah. Yeah. of digital technology and how easy it is now for kids and everybody to do the same mastering on a nice computer than buying a fucking hundred thousand dollar board? So some of it that's hurt some of it that's helped like i mix every couple months i have a whole album to mix from somebody that did it at home that says i know it can be better than this and of course i have a hundred thousand dollars with the plugins yeah, and yeah, everything you know yeah yeah that i yeah. use on that mix so i can i can improve it so much the problem with home systems is they all work off a computer processor they don't you know you have this much water with your let's say your big old guitar sound go into that size pipe basically with the home computer, unless sure. you have all this outboard gear and yeah. analog to digital converters and sure. all kinds of stuff. Sure. So it's, it's hurt the big studios because people don't have to go there and spend a hundred hours tracking stuff. I'm a medium sized studio. It's actually kind of helped. I'm so busy. I'm trying to turn away stuff and it's and hurt. What, what state are you in? 
I'm in California. I'm, I hate to say this right now. I'm down the street from you. I'm in San Jose, California. And you know what happened here yesterday? Oh, so San Jose. Yeah, my mother-in-law lives there. Is in San well, Jose. What happened? I hopefully, didn't even know. Yeah, hopefully she doesn't work for a VTA because we had a very terrible thing happen yesterday morning here. Oh, what is the VTA? Uh, uh, the light rail system, that oh. transit. Oh, no, she wasn't. Did, did something get derailed? Yeah, no, there was a mass murder here. What? Eight uh, people. Dude, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. It, what? It's weird when it hits home, you know, like. You'd think well, that'd I'd be like, all over the news right now. I don't even know why I didn't have any seen it come up on Facebook or nothing yet. That's crazy. You know, as far as I know from talking before we went online here, that uh, you just sobered up. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. I was no, like, yeah, it's pretty tragic. Uh, we don't need to talk about no, it. But yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's brother. crazy. Wow. Here's the problem with mass murders. This is Thursday. By Monday, if we're talking... Hey man, what about those giants? Or what about the uh, you know the yeah, Dodgers? Yeah, it, yeah. It, people bypass these things. I have a song in the new album called "Emotional Trigger," and it, it's it's about how all these things, like right now, we're going. Oh man, this is. I'm I'm like I'm not freaked out about it. I it, something needs to be done in some way with Our, the mental, especially is, in California with the mental institutions we got rid of years ago. Sure, but. Um, are you, you know, are they, you on Spotify or anything or no? Do you have this new album somewhere? We, the, the we music, can pull it oh up? yeah. The music's on everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, so frontiers out of Italy and yeah, emotional trigger is the odd duck on the album. It's a jazz piece. It's just a real dark jazz piece. What do I, pull, and, what do I pull it up on Spotify? If we wanted to just kind of pull some stuff that you've done before, what, yeah. what do I just put your name Robert Barry yeah, or is it, it should be under it, it might be 3.2 on Spotify because I'm signed to Frontiers Records they're in Okay Italy. so what do I what, do, what would I type when I search realistically But you know I know that the uh, the single was Fond Farewell you put Robert Barry Fond Farewell and that should come right up I don't deal with any of that stuff they do it all and I I'm so busy at the studio I don't listen to anything <laughs> You think I'd be listening to music all the time. When I get out of the studio, there's no radio on in the car even. Forget it. Okay, so I don't know if it's the same thing because there's a Robert Berry that come, came up, but it says, is it California Mania? Carlos? No, that's, okay, so that's something else. That's not me. There's a comedian and another guy that, um, you know, maybe put in 3.2, you know, 3. Oh, yeah, two. yeah, let me try that. Hold on. One of the problems with having that, I'll explain that while you're looking, that Keith Emerson, Carl Palmer, and myself had a band in 1988 called Three. We had a top 10 song. Uh, uh, 3.2 well. 3 is the artist or the album? The 3.2 is the artist, let's say. Okay, because that's coming up, and then there's a 3.2 says Third Impression. Yes, that's the new album, yeah. So if I click on that, then... Uh, what, what, how about top of the world? Let's play something for for the audience here. Yeah, that's a long one. Oh, just a little bit of it. Yeah. It starts with about a minute of acoustic guitar. It's it was. I'd have to explain why that's first on the album to you. <laughs> so it is playing because we're a station radio station. I have it playing yeah. in here. Okay. 
let's let it run just for a couple for a minute or two. Do you play? Are you a player or guitar? Anything? I um, dabbled like you. You know, piano, violin, you know, various things when I was a kid, but I was more of a singer, personally. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me, it's going into the vocal. Let's do this. That song actually gets really heavy in the middle, but it starts out super late. So. went through my head in the beauty around me were planting the seeds you and Andrew, how long have you been at this station here? We've been here for six years. Yeah. It's getting into the heavier stuff a little bit. I like it. Yeah, this is a progressive rock, you know, so it, it, take, it goes on a journey kind of these songs. A little bit different than your average music. So, I'm going to let it play a little bit in the background. It's actually pretty cool. Um, so, break it down to me. Does the um, artist actually come in, like this song, Top of the World, let's say? Do they send you the individual tracks? You piece it together. Are they sending you the whole thing and you're making it even tighter? Let's say that song. Let's talk about that. It's easy and both difficult to explain. Keith Emerson and I decided to do a second album after three was in 1988. We called it 3.2 because the second version of three. Keith committed suicide in the middle of the last album, which was 2016. I finished it on my own. The record company wanted me to do another one. They didn't want me to use anybody that wasn't in three, and I was the only one left. So that's all me. I oh, wrote wow. it and I played it. Wow. So, really? You know, it, and I don't really, I, I don't love talking about that. I do it because I can, but I'm also, I want it to be considered as a piece of music, you know, for what it is. Sure. So. That's awesome. Uh, and did you work on all the songs on this particular album? Yes. Sweet. Yes, with Keith gone, I, I wrote everything except for the last song, which is called Never, which is about nine minutes again, is the last song that Keith and I ever worked on together before he shot himself. Oh, man. Yeah. That sucks. Well, it seems to be the theme of our conversation. A little, I know, it's been a lot. Dead. What the fuck? Man, this is a Damn. dark interview. Damn. <laughs> But it's actually been cool though, because you're a very interesting individual. We, uh, you know, I haven't really. We've had a lot of musicians stuff, but not as many people who've actually fully producing something. You know what I mean, like a soup to nuts type thing. And that's a. Uh, it's it's difficult. That's a difficult job. You know, I, it's funny, but to you, it's to you, it's not probably. Yeah, you know, because it's I do second it major clients. Yeah, clients come in to me because I play all these instruments. And like if you, I'm a singer. And you know, my friend John down the street's a drummer, but he plays like uh, 
Who's the guy in Chili Peppers? He's like really all over the place. I want something grooving, you know. I want I want sure. Al Green. I want something Motown. Sure. Really? Okay. Well, I can do that, right? I'm I'm not in here for the ego. I'm in here to give you a foundation for your song and your voice that makes you shine. And your guitar player Steve down the street, he wants to be Neil Sean or Ingvain Balsiam. You know, while you're singing. Yeah. So you yeah. Come to sure. Me and say, I just want a little James Brown. You know, on top of That's that group. I give you that kind of stuff. So. Every day I'm doing, and you know, I do anything from a mariachi track for this Mexican client of mine to yesterday I had this crazy lady that does Americana, like goofy songs, and they have to sound goofy. Okay. You know, I, that's, I love doing it. Music is just music if it's done right to me, and I play a lot of instruments, so that's my way of making my living plus my, yeah. you know, career. And that's something you could just keep doing and doing and doing. It's an ageless thing until you finally get to a point where you don't feel like doing it anymore, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I know. Or you might not. You can't imagine. You're like, I can't imagine ever doing it. I just, I love it. I, you know, I tell you, you walk in, basically, you plan for a month to come in to see me and record your new child, right? Oh, I wrote the song. It could, it could, it could suck, and you still think it's good, or it could be really good. You know, either way. I'd make it the track below it exactly what we come together with in terms of, you know, style. And but with, will you so, tell you someone, like, even if you're putting it together and you know, even with right. the most yeah. fucking surgery and cosmetic fucking fixing, yeah. that the thing just sucks. Will you tell will somebody tell and really say, listen, man, you shouldn't be doing this or fucking yeah. have no. you have you ever had that conversation? You know, it's a thousand dollars a day to record here when I do this, which isn't wow. a lot of money for for getting what you get. Now, a day it constitutes what, 12 hour or nine or what is it's that? Eight hours. Eight I, hours. I can do a okay. song in eight hours. Now, you have to do your vocal beyond that because I have a guy that does all the vocals down here. Sure. But in that eight hours. I'll, if you got some words that suck, I'll say, "Hey, man, these these words that that doesn't apply to your meaning. What, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. on, work on that. And if you don't want to change it, it's your song. But sure. that's my opinion. And I'll, sure. I'll work the arrangement a little bit if it's not in the right order or it doesn't have a hook. But man, let's take that. Let's make that the chorus. Let's repeat that. I mean, if they're really bad, right? Yeah. But I won't discourage anybody because you got to remember when I was 12 years old, I played classical piano. When these guys at 18 got me in their band for free equipment, but I turned out to be the only one of them that's still in music. <laughs> so I got you. It works. Yeah, of you know? course, of course. You give more than you get, and it, it works in life. Yeah. Absolutely, and you keep yourself pretty busy, though? I mean... Oh, my God. My five-day-a-week job, unless I'm doing my own album or touring, is sound tech with clients. That I took today off because my future son-in-law has come in from Oklahoma. Oh, nice. And he's a guitar nut. And Sweet. I'm going to show him all my... I, I collect guitars. I have 130 guitars. Are you going to so have him jam and maybe record something cool just oh, to yeah, throw it together? He, he's, his eyes are going to be crossed by the time he's done. After you and I are done, I dive into that. He's going to... By the end of the day, he's, he's going to say, I'm not going back to Oklahoma. No way. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. That's so cool. Oklahoma yeah. right now is a very... Uh, booming place a lot of people are moving there yeah and uh you know i don't know if you were they mentioned to you but we are you know one of the largest cannabis stations in the world so 
Uh, Oklahoma is a booming, booming cannabis state. And I know many, many people out there starting businesses and going out there and doing yeah. stuff. So a lot, of, a lot of shit coming into the, uh, into the economy there for sure. I was surprised that he told me that it's quite liberal in a lot of places, Oklahoma. I said, in Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> you know? one of the most liberal states in the United States right now. Really? Everyone's going there because of it. Wow. Everybody. Well, that ought to ruin it. <laughs> it's, right? it's a nice place. Oh, it's, it's going to be filled. Like a... It's going to be filled, with motherfuckers. Now, I'll tell you that much. Over the next few years. So, it's great. I mean, that's what happens, right? People say they're everybody's leaving California. They're going to Texas. Oh my God, Texas is. I love touring through Texas. A lot of people the are going to off Texas. Ramps, Oh my God, they're perfectly groomed lawns are on the freeway. There's no holes in the street. You can afford to buy a house for $300,000. Everybody has a job, a new car. It seems to work in Texas. And I'm thinking, all these people in California that are spoiled making all this money and you know, having Ferrari, they're going to Texas, they're going to ruin it. <laughs> right? Oh my God. And But I love the barbecue in Texas. Oh, everything. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Who doesn't love the barbecue? So, did you, you started doing music. Did you do kind of bands and things as you were younger? Because, I mean, to get to yeah. the point of where you're at, collecting and purchasing all that equipment. Yeah. When did that start? When did you like, oh, I'm going to start actually being the real recorder. I'm going to buy my board. Let's just throw it out there. What year did you get that fucking set up behind you? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I was 13, and my second band uh, went down to the biggest studio in San Jose, which is called Tiki, and recorded a song. And I was still hanging on by a thread, playing a Vox Continental organ my dad had loaned me. And the engineer came out, Grady O'Neill, still a friend of mine. They go, that song's great, but it needs a break in there. And then the band goes, a break? He goes, yeah, the organ needs to do something what yeah i said well, what would i do he just go so i went and he went that's it and a switch i'm 13 years old and the switch went it was that easy and that record came out you know it didn't wasn't a hit around here but sure. people liked it sure. and right in the middle was this drum beat don't you don't, don't you oh. we lost we lost Sorry the about that now we got yes you. my wife my wife calling to see if the Zoom work that she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this drum beat goes, dum, dum, da, 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 and this organ goes, dum, dum, da, 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 da. it was the best part of the song. I said, I made that up. You're right. And from that point on, I started buying, I got a four track recorder then instead of the two track. I got a couple of guitars. Get this, my dad thought, you know, Eric Clapton's really good. I just took a Les Paul and trade. He plays one of these. Yeah, I'm 13. He goes, you, you should buy this. I only gave the guy two, 250 bucks for it. 1957 Les Paul. Wow. Gold top. And I said, well, Dad, I can't afford 250 now, bucks. Now, let's, okay, let, let's be realistic, though. That's That thing today would be worth at least 25, 50 grand, right? Yeah. Look, I'll tell you the bad news again. I got a lot of bad news. <laughs> Stop. When I was... I finally made enough money to buy that guitar. He kept it for me. Go, yeah, Eric Clapton, he plays some. My dad was a sax player. He plays melodic solos. That guy's good, you know. So he kept it in the back room, and he said, you know, I still got that, 250 bucks. So I, I saved the money. I bought it. 
the year after I bought it, a, a friend of mine said, you know, when they made those gold sparkle things, they put bird's eye maple wood under there. That's the most beautiful piece of wood under that gold you've ever seen. So I stripped off the gold. Oh, God, stop. Which went from $50,000 today to about 5000 So uh, <laughs> right there, boom. <laughs> do you still have it? I do. Get the and it's a fuck beautiful out piece of, of bird's here. eye maple. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It must play well though, right? You know, I I just tucked it away. I I don't play yeah, it. Man, I got um, you. I got you. Some things you gotta That's cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, and plus every time I look at it, it makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know, you have you're one of those friends, you go, every time I that guy, it's just a gray cloud. I'm cutting him loose. I don't want to talk to that guy anymore. Right? Oh. The gray cloud goes no, away. I know. So <laughs> I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna show you since we're talking guitars. I'll just show you the guitars I use in the studio. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Even though no one can see it on the uh Radio station there. Yeah, we can, to keep we can this. still tell everybody what models yeah, we got going on. Oh I mean, shit, you know, that's tight, bro. You got like a look at this. You got the keyboard area. Yeah, there's the, the keyboard area. Yeah. That's the main wow. Borg Oasis. A lot of them. These are the guitars Damn. I use just about every day. Get the fuck out of here. That is fucking one. You got like, dude. Wow. There's got to be like 30. 20, 30 yeah. fucking guitars, more than that. It's gonna be like 30 guitars or more, right? Damn. In that, yeah, in that, and look at, here's from my dad's music store. Wow. That's a box super, look at how super Beetle. Fucking pimp you, like, set that shit up, dude. That's dope. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's, that's, that's dope. I'm showing you the, the cream of the crop stuff because when I do guitar sessions, a lot of those, even that Les Paul is not set up to be perfect anymore, but yeah. the ones in there are really perfect, you know? And uh, it's those are the tools of the trade. It's taken years to be able to play what you hear on that song. Sure. And also to be able to do uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb if they bring it in tomorrow. You know, yeah. I, it's it, whatever it is, as long as it's done right. I'm I'm right there. My mind sort of deciphers what it is. And psychologically, I'll talk to you, let's say, and say, oh, so who do you, what, what, the Foo Fighters? Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that, you know. And that drummer, man, even Dave Gruel, he's a great drummer. And we'll talk in terms like that, because since I play all the instruments, I'm a fan of certain guys that play those instruments. Yeah, of course. And I try to psychologically figure out what you like about whoever it is we're talking about. Sure. And then that's obviously your influences. Yeah. We put it into your song a little bit. Anyway, sure. That's, yeah. You can tell I love it. I'm excited that's just cool. just making up this fake story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? no, yeah, yeah. I, I've always been a, a big fan of Dave Matthews myself. Oh, yeah. He's always been great to see in concert amongst lots of other great ones. If okay. uh, if everybody, uh, if anybody wanted to uh, book the studio, get in touch with you, uh, how does one do that? You got an Instagram website. What's the way to reach yeah, out to you? Yeah, there's a website. You know, you can you can go to robertberry.com and, and find Soundtech Studios. It's S-O-U-N-D-T-E-K studios.com. That's the recording studio. Nice. Yeah. There's and, and you have two websites, one for yourself, one for the studio. One for the studio, right. Yeah. So for my mm -hmm. stoners out there, it's B-E-R-R-Y, like the berry. So you, you know, know that wasn't wasn't easy for you to say, was it? <laughs> <laughs> It was easy.
Uh, any shout outs to friends and family or anybody out there while we're wrapping yeah, you this know, up? Since you're talking to the stoners, you know, Greg Kin, I'm in the Greg Kin band. I co-write with Greg, who had hits in the 80s, the Jeopardy and the breakup song. Uh, 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 oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Yeah. There he goes. Greg Kim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jeopardy. Weird Al did a version of Jeopardy. I remember I lost Weird Al. Jeopardy. I remember know. that. Yeah. And so I play with Greg, and he is king of the weed. I mean, he needs to be on your show, man. You guys will talk forever. Where is he? he where did, is he from? What area? Where is he? He living? lives San Francisco kind of area. Oh, and nice. Not, I mean, 50 minutes from here. We get That's together cool. usually once a week. But my future son-in-law, oh, he'll rename, yeah. <laughs> remain nameless, sure. is taking Greg's day today. I'm taking off and uh, doing all this stuff with uh, Josh. Yeah, so, man. But Greg would be a great interview for you, too, because, uh, you know, I, another guy that was, uh, you know, I worked with Steve Howe from Yes in a band called GTR. And this oh, is 1986. I, I loved Yes. Yes was a great band. Yeah, awesome well, band. Steve's a great guitar player, and Steve's in, in the hash, right? And really, hash is pretty heavy. I mean, oh yeah, no, 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 for sure. Well, let me but know not if, for you, him. if you not ever for want him. me to uh, throw him on the station for a little interview. Just uh, shoot me an email or let us know what's up for sure. Yeah, well, John Lappin will get Greg on there. Yeah, um, Greg, yeah. we don't have a new album coming out right now, so he's not really doing anything. Ah, Greg, just more if he wants to do an interview and talk about hash and shit like that. We are man, Canada station, it, so you know that'd be fucking great. That was I yeah. play some of the fucking songs and shit. It'd be tight. A lot of these millennials they don't know yes, they don't know those groups. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, that would be a great you know show where we play some of the songs and things like sure. that. It'd be it'd be dope. Greg, I mean Greg's in every week. We we write every week and record demos. You know, like a half a day on every Thursday yeah. usually. So like I say, I booted him today because I future son-in-law no no i got uh, you for sure <laughs> but um yeah greg would be a good one i can't get a hold of steve you know yes has gone through some some weird transitions and stuff and sure you know there steve's in hiding with covid even though it's uh, yeah. almost over he's yeah. in hiding yeah i know well in time things will yeah things are yeah. getting better and better thank you so much for uh hanging out with us on hayes radio it was really great to learn all these great things about you and uh, if i ever make it down we make it down to go see uh the mother-in-law i'm for sure gonna yeah. come by do you puff i bring you a little nug and shit or now i actually don't you know, you know it's strange for me to tell you this on you your would show, think you would think right with all the producing when i was right? 12 i was 12 in my first band and the guy that got me out of my dad's music started me in the band hey you got to try smoking this and i i did and i laughed for hours i just laughed and laughed and i i thought i'm out of control I, sure how am i gonna play it how am i gonna play in this band it was so funny and right then and there i decided i was gonna go in control all the time sure. <laughs> i got you and ever I'm since definitely not, ag not against since. it i have a brother-in-law that uh, you know is king of the weed yeah and, man, uh, i love it and greg you know i mean i'm surrounded by it it's just weird that it affected me at 12 that way it, it i felt out of control sure. and, you know sure. first time but i'm no i wouldn't be out of control i'm not scared of it but <laughs> yeah yeah no i got you i got you thank you so much for checking out hayes radio and everybody else who wants to check out check out hayesradionetwork.com or download the free app hayes radio on your google or android phone thank you so much this was the hayes radio spotlight this is andrew pitzcal signing off and you guys have a wonderful day Peace.
Thank you, my brother. Thanks, Andrew. That was fun. I, I really enjoyed you. Yeah, you got a you got a great style, you know. Yeah, thanks, Just, man. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.